This is the Business Stuff Podcast. This is where I will share the lessons I've learned from advising thousands of businesses over almost 30 years. Each episode will give you practical insight to allow you to learn from other people's mistakes. I'll be pulling in experts from our team and the world of business, and together we'll make sure your business is giving you what you want. My name is Martin, and this is the Business Stuff Podcast. Hi, it's Jack from the Accelerator team. Unfortunately, no Marty this week, but I'm sure he'll be back uh, in your ears very soon. Uh, but I am joined with Emma from uh, RL Wealth. Hi, Emma. Hello. You all right? I'm good, thank you. Good, yeah. It's great to get you on the podcast. First time you're on. It is, excited. it is. Excited. Very excited, yes. <laughs> so, Sharing some top tips. Yeah, perfect. So, yeah, just a little kind of quick introduction about yourself, you know, tell us what, what you do and what Robson Naylor Wealth do as well. It'd be really interesting to hear to start off with. Yeah, so I am one of the financial planners here at Robson Laidler Wealth. Um, there are currently three of us. We have a team of administrators and power planners behind us. And basically, we were set up to provide in personal financial planning services to um, the clients of Robson Laidler. Mm-hmm. So we deal with medics, we deal with corporates, um, we deal with a lot of directors of companies. And it's basically our core service is financial planning. So it's very relevant with what we're talking about today. Absolutely, yeah. So you've kind of alluded to that, but there's no accident that you're on on the podcast this week because it is Financial Planning Week. It certainly is. Excellent. Yeah, so why don't you tell us a little bit about what Financial Planning Week is and why is it so important? Yeah, so Financial Planning Week is um, something that's run by the CISI. It's basically an initiative to help people understand why financial planning is important and why financial planning is not as straightforward as financial advice, which is, I think, an area that some people get confused by. Um, And it's just to help people to seek advice and think about the bigger picture when they're looking at their finances Mm -hmm. and all of the different areas that come with that. Yeah, it's interesting. You definitely struck on a couple of things that we're going to talk about a little bit more there. Uh, To start off with, just this idea of what financial planning is against financial advice, because I think a lot of people probably use those two terms kind of interchangeably, but there's actually quite a significant difference, isn't there? There is. I think historically, financial advice has been more about the sale of a product. So by product, something like an ISA or a pension, everybody's heard of those and they think, oh, I need a pension or I'll just go and get a pension. Mm -hmm. But actually financial planning is looking at the bigger picture. So it's understanding where you are now, it's understanding where you want to be in the future and how you're going to get there. And that's where we come in because we'll look at different areas. So we'll look at, you know, your income, your expenses. We'll look at what income you think you might need in retirement. And then we'll look at ways in which you can achieve that. And that might be helping you to budget or that might be looking at investing into a pension that's going to provide you with an income when you retire. And also taking into account things like risk, you know, what level of investment risk would you need to take in order to achieve the number, the, the sum of money that you want or need when you stop working and you you know you need something to replace that loss of earnings. But it's also about looking at tax allowances, making sure you're using everything um, and protecting your family. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of people don't think, don't consider what might happen if, you know, disaster was to strike and there was to be a loss in a family, you know, how would, how would the remaining members of that family continue to survive? So it's about the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's about collaborating with a financial advisor, a financial planner to define some realistic goals and then helping you work towards those goals. There's, there's so much crossover of what 
I do and what you do in terms of, in fact, you even mentioned malware, how there in terms of like what you what you do with your clients and sit down with them and talk about like, well, where are you at the moment? Where do you want to be? And, and then we can come up with a plan of how you do that. It's Yeah, absolutely. I think it's about looking at the short term and the long term. And it depends on the life stage that you're at. So a younger person, you know, might be looking to save for a deposit then it would be a case of, okay, you need to set yourself an emergency fund in place, six to 12 um, months worth of your expense need, keep that in, in an instant cash account. Then anything over and above that, you can start to put towards mm -hmm. a mortgage, put towards a deposit, maybe look at things like lifetime ISAs, uh, which can help you on that path. Then again, it's I'm going back to the life stages. Then, you know, you get that mortgage, you have that debt, then it's about protecting that. So if anything was to happen to you or you couldn't work, taking out some form of protection policy, which would give you either a lump sum or a regular income, help your family through that. And then it's about looking to save towards the future. So the longer term goals, you know, when will you be financially independent? What age will that be? How much do you need and how, how to get there? Mm -hmm. And make sure you stay on track, I think, is is a really important part of it. Definitely, it's yeah. not an exercise you do once. It's something that you keep under regular review because, you know, circumstances change all of the You're time. so right, yeah. And then I think that's probably one of the biggest misconceptions is that you, financial advice, you just turn up and you go, right, I've got a pension now, sorted. See you, well, won't see you again. Thank you very much. Whilst actually, as you said, circumstances change and suddenly the goalposts shift a little bit. Yeah. And it's um, really, it's really kind of key that you actually maintain that relationship, maintain, you know, constantly changing those goalposts as your circumstances change. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the work that we do with clients, you know, that we see regularly is model what if scenarios, you know, mm -hmm. what if um, you are unable to save as much into your pension, what will the impact of that be? What if you needed to use a lump sum of money towards a, a wedding? You know, your daughter's getting married, you want mm -hmm. to give a lump sum of money. What impact is that going to have? Um, and basically just, you know, how that is going to look in the future and what mm -hmm. are the steps you need to do, need to take to make sure you can do those things that you want to do. Well, I'm sure there's plenty of fathers out there going, that's fine because my daughter's not allowed to get married till she's 45 <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be dead by then. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's, that's, that is really interesting in terms of like, I didn't really know until like, we started chatting about the podcast that there was this significant difference. Um, so it's, yeah. it's great. And I'm sure a lot of people, a lot of business owners listening to this will certainly maybe appreciate the, a lot of what you've said in terms of a business sense where you're talking about what if scenarios and mean like, oh, well, I do that with my business in terms of like the risks associated with that. But I can't imagine many of them actually think about it personally in terms of even doing like a personal budget and looking at what their income is and what they, their requirements are. Well, yeah, I think business owners, it's, an, it's a really important um, thing to look at because I know we've done a podcast. I think my colleague Neil did a podcast. Yes, he did. Uh, earlier in the year. And for business owners, it's about understanding what your number is. You know, mm -hmm. if your plan is to sell that business at some point in future, how much do you need to get out of that business to be able to provide for your lifestyle? Mm -hmm. So it's about you as an individual. It's not about you as one of four directors of a company. It's about your personal situation and what mm -hmm. you need and what you want. Um, and we can help you to model that. What if you got this? What would that look like? Or what if you didn't get the amount that you need? What other things can you do now in order extracting profits to plan for that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it is really interesting having conversations with business owners, particularly when they're coming to that point when they sell the business, they, they look at the number, they go, that's a big number, mm -hmm. 5 million, 10 million. 
But then actually, when you actually put it into the model that you talk about, actually knowing your level of expenditure, what you what your lifestyle is, like that's not actually going to cover you for a huge amount of time. Yeah. And suddenly people are going, oh God, I didn't realise that. No, absolutely. <laughs> and I think even if, you know, for maybe younger clients, people just starting out on the sort of financial planning journey, if you like, people think, oh, I've got a mortgage, I must take out a protection policy. Yes, that might repay your mortgage, but there might be other forms of protection that you need to look mm -hmm. at because the debt is not the only thing. If you have children, there'll be childcare costs that might need to be replaced if something was to happen to either parent. So it mm -hmm. is about making sure that you're covering all angles, I think is the most important part. Definitely, yeah, I totally agree. Um, so we kind of alluded to what we were going to talk about next and that's kind of the myths associated with financial planning. So what, what, are, the, what are the big ones that you have come across I Speaking think the, the big ones, and I, there's two big ones that I can think of. And the first would be that financial planning is only for people with money. Mm -hmm. um, I think that is a, a huge myth. It doesn't matter what your financial circumstances are or your wealth. You need to have a plan. You need to have something to work towards. And you need to understand your finances and what your financial future would look mm -hmm. like. Yes, of course, a lot of financial advice is surrounded by investments and stock markets. But actually, those things are equally as important for somebody less wealthy as they are for somebody who is wealthy. Mm -hmm. And often financial, financial planning exercise is more beneficial to somebody who's actually starting out and starting to build that wealth mm -hmm. because their goals may be much more longer term. And it's about making sure that you're getting the right advice from the start mm -hmm. to make sure you can get to where you want to be. Um, I think the other one would be that financial advisors are salespeople. Um, I, I mean, that's quite an old myth, but I think mm -hmm. it is still around. And I do think people still believe that. But actually... The financial planning rather than financial advice is the most important part. The products come afterwards. So as, a, as financial advisors, financial planners, we would look at all of your circumstances and see if, if a financial product would, is required. Yeah. We wouldn't just sell you a pension because you've mentioned that you might need one. Mm -hmm. It's about how does that fit into your plan? Yeah. As you said, it's... it's people over over products isn't it That's yeah the best yeah. way of describing planning it. before products is planning strap line. Yeah. sorry i've got it wrong <laughs> that's what i meant though <laughs> um but interesting on the first myth you know even if it's something as small as someone who has a small pot of savings sitting in a you know a savings account mm -hmm. which they don't plan on touching like mm -hmm. even just having that conversation about well you know you can make that money work a little bit harder Absolutely. Just just simple stuff like that. It can justify justify having a, a relationship with someone like yourself. Yes. I think it's just having somebody to fire off ideas, you know, and, and mm. we can sort of show you what the impact of these life decisions will mm -hmm. have and just ways in which you can start to plan and provide for your future. A lot of people just wing it and think it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And, you know, research and proof shows <laughs> that that is not the case. You have to plan for everything, mm -hmm. um, especially when it comes to finances. If you think about pension planning and retirement planning, who can live off the state pension? Nobody. Exactly. And if you don't look to save into a pension pot, you know, from being relatively young, it's highly unlikely that you'd be able to provide for your income mm -hmm. need. And I don't think, especially the younger people, don't think like that. 
and they think they would rather not have a pension contribution coming out of their wages every month. But actually, if we start to show people and help people to understand the importance of that, I think that's half the battle. Definitely. And I mean, I've, I've done your, the exercise, well, we've certainly seen demonstrations of the kind of stuff you do with clients. And it's just amazing how clear you can make it in terms of by using some very high level assumptions in terms of this is what the income I'm going to have, you know, for the next five years. Um, you know, the, this is the plan, plans I'm going to have into what's going to be in my pension at the point that I retire. It can quickly kind of give you an idea of like, that's not feasible. You need yeah. to actually put some more money in quickly yeah. or like, actually, you should be all right. Absolutely. So it's incredible and highly worth doing, I'd say, for anyone at any age, because yes. particularly long, long term, like now as a 31 year old, although I look about 40 odd, <laughs> um, like I, I still don't fully appreciate probably in my own mind, like what my financial future is going to look like. I think people always think they'll put it off mm. and often, you know, a client might come to us when they're nearing retirement yeah. and actually there could have been many steps they could have taken prior to that to plan for that ultimate date. You know, I want to go at 65. Mm-hmm. You're coming to us at 57. Actually, you've had years before that where you could have been making steps so that your financial position is a lot more secure. Mm-hmm. So it is about thinking about it early. It's about yeah. thinking about it, you know, as soon as you start to work and you're getting an income and, you know, how what what best you can do with that. Totally, yeah. So what we want to kind of finish it off with then was just mm-hmm. some potential tips for anyone who's listening of, of any age. Yeah. I think the first step with financial planning is understanding your circumstances. And the first part of that is what income do you have coming in? Mm-hmm. What expenses do you have going out? Is there a surplus? If there is a surplus, what are your goals for the future? Short term, medium term and mm-hmm. long term. The first step is to then make sure that you have a sufficient emergency fund, which I I mentioned earlier is between six and 12 months of your spending needs. Then if you're looking to save for a short term goal, such as a house deposit or a holiday or or, yeah, travel or, you know, you need to repay a credit card or something like that. It's just about understanding what you have and how you can achieve that and what time scale you have for that. Above that, it's then looking at potentially investment vehicles. So, you know, there's a £20,000 ISA allowance that everybody has available every year. Mm -hmm. It's tax-free in growth and tax-free upon withdrawal. Is that something you could use to maybe look at a longer-term planning need? Um, Very important one is pensions. There's something called auto-enrolment now, which means that everybody, as soon as they start work, once they become eligible, they reach a certain income threshold and age, They're automatically put into a pension. Don't see that as a bad thing. See that as something really important and really positive. And then as maybe income starts to grow um, and you, you, you know, you're stepping up in the career path, then if you have a surplus income, how much more could you put into a pension arrangement, which would give you the income that you needed on the other side of that? Mm-hmm. What level of risk do I need to take? Am I comfortable with in order to get to where I want to be? Um, and then, yeah, just protection, making sure your family are protected in the event that something awful and untimely was to happen. Because um, nobody would like to think that, you know, anybody would be left in an awful totally. position. And I think people often choose not to look at protection because they think it's a you know a premium that they can't afford. But actually, when you look at the reality of it, it's extremely important, especially for, you know, people 
setting out on, you know, accumulating wealth and, you know, going, building their career and they have a young family and that kind of thing. It's really important to make sure that you're covering it all off. Absolutely. And there's, there's so much cover out there now, isn't there? Just as you said, there's, there's the, the bare minimum where it's covering your mortgage, but then there's kind of income, income protection and all sorts of other st- of stuff like that, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. That's not, that could be a whole different podcast. We can it go could. into all of that. <laughs> I suppose one last question I had, like in terms of like ICEs and pensions, there are, as you said, kind of different caps. Do you think that people are almost put off by that in the sense of like £20,000 is a lot of money, like what's putting 100 quid in going to mean to me? Because it's clearly, clearly not designed for people like me, is it? Do you think that's a, a kind of barrier that some it people have? It probably is, because when you band around figures like that, people will, you know, will instantly think, oh, well, I don't have that kind of money, so it's mm-hmm. not important to me. But actually, it is important for us all to have a savings pot that can be used for instant access. And then it's also important to understand if investing in pensions can actually better your life, give you a much more financially secure future. And mm-hmm. whether that's £100, whether that's £50, or whether that's somebody who's able to put the full 20000 in, understanding how that can assist you and your family is beneficial. Totally, yeah. So... um the moral of the story is put in what you can, basically. Put in what you can and plan. And Set plan. yourself realistic goals um, and take it from there. And seek financial advice. It's what we're here for. Of course, absolutely. Well, on that bombshell, I hope you guys found some really interesting stuff in that. And uh, obviously, financial planning and week is all about awareness. And hopefully, at the very least, you're a bit more aware about some of the options. Yes. Obviously, Emma and your team are uh, available to, to bounce ideas off yeah. at any time. Uh, And thanks very much for watching and, and we'll catch you on the next one. Yeah, thanks.